No Guts, No Galaxy is recorded in front of a live studio audience. This is an adult podcast containing adult language. Consider yourself warned. Hello, everybody. This is Duncan Fisher. Suddenly, he grabs me, tipping me across his lap. With one smooth movement, he angles his body so my center torso is resting on the caldera beside him. He throws his right leg over both mine and plants his ferro-metallic left forearm on the small of my rear torso, holding me down so I cannot maneuver. He places his right hand on my armorless behind, softly fondling my internal structure, stroking around and around with his articulated fingers. Then his hand is no longer there, and he hits me hard. Oh, my. Critical hit. I've been cored. Brought to you by the Skjeldborg, Shield Wall of Russellhog. You're listening to the Gamecasting Broadcast Network. Live from the outreach studios around the world, this is a No Guts, No Galaxy podcast. And now, your host, Phil, a.k.a. Sean Lang. Welcome to the No Guts, No Galaxy podcast number 57. My name is Phil, and I'm your host. It is January 16th, 2013. My shout-out tonight is going to go first to Omrecker. Thank you again for being on the Twitch events, doing everything with us, man. You've been great. You're an awesome person to hang around, and it's been really fun just playing with you and actually meeting you, which was so bizarre through MWO. But, uh, yeah, so thank you again. I'd like to thank him for stealing all my kills, too. Right? Freaking Gauss Cannon. Hey, this is Darren, a.k.a. Bombadil, and my shout-out goes to, well, basically everybody that we've been playing with on Twitch TV. Friends, foes, and uh, my own unit member, Pancake Man, who just keeps killing me over and over and over again. I was going to say, our our own unit has it out for you. Us. Indeed. Jeesh. Don't worry. Monthly reports are coming out. Yeah, Adam. (laughs) Pancake. Yeah, it's coming. Yeah, you too, Dune. 50 lashes. Omi gear, yeah. You weren't even there, Omi, but you're getting one too, so. Alright, Brandon, who do you have tonight? Hello, this is Brandon, also known as Patrick Kell, and tonight I want to say welcome to our live studio audience, of course our guest, uh, Gareth, and all our members and Acers and uh, Pancake, I owe you five bucks. And there what? you have it, bets Did for Did you lost. pay him to kill me? Perhaps. Mm. I know, it doesn't matter, we killed Brandon, so makes it makes it all. Hell all yeah. Right. Welcome back, Greg. We haven't heard from you in a while. Is everything all right? How you doing? It is good to be back. I would like to give a shout out to my friend and a fellow Aces member, Alex G. Miss you, buddy. And thanks for all your work on my other podcast, Declarations of War, in the early part of 2012. Could not have gotten that far without you, bud. Yes, I concur. Thank you again, Alex. And of course, uh, Declarations of War. What's that uh, link real quick? Can you throw that www.declarationsofwar.com and that is a Eve Online podcast centered around Noir Mercenary Group, ran by Greg himself. 
Yep, and we have CCP devs on the current episode, and in the next episode we'll have a look at the CSM minutes, which are a big Eve deal if you're into that world. Uh, and nerds. Not, cool. I miss Eve, I do. And George. Hey everybody, this is George, uh, voice of Duncan Fisher and other things. My shout-out today is going to go out to Mr. Plow. It's Mr. Plow, yes, that's the name, the one to call. It's Mr. Plow, because he saved my butt today. Thank you, Mr. Plow. Say, nice. It snowed up there quite a bit, didn't it? On a side note, that was my porn name. I bet it was. And, of course, welcome to everyone in our live studio audience. Thank you again for coming out. I hope this actually works out a little bit better for uh, West Coasters. Um, and, of course, to everyone out there, if you're just now tuning in, we appreciate you guys, uh, yeah, listening. Make sure to check out everything else we do. Comic strip, YouTube videos, Twitch events. And again, if we ask if you have the ability, go to our website right now. On the right side of the website, there's a tip jar. Help support us. It's right there. It's easy. And again, we are community funded. So uh, keep that in mind. If, uh, if you have the ability, just help out. Thank you again. And speaking of funding, if you're going to be doing any shopping, especially on Amazon.com, or if you're going to do any shopping and you weren't thinking about Amazon.com, check it out because it has everything. And if you're going to buy something on there, please click through the link on our website. It gives us a little bit of kickback, helps keep our ship afloat and our show continuing to broadcast. Uh, It doesn't add anything to your bill. Good way to donate if you can't donate directly. It is time for the No Guts, No Galaxy News, founded in 2011, reporting in... Anyone? 3050. Yes, I said it uh, wrong last time. I actually said 3049 when it was 3050, so that is corrected now. And now for the news. Never walk alone. With Clan Jade Wolf around, the pack hunts. Clan Jade Wolf is one of the longest-lasting MechWarrior clans around. 15 years. This clan is focused on MechWarrior Online. Taking spots in the Run Hot or Die tournament and in league play, we will end up on top. Tournaments or leagues that come plan on us being there. We are the alpha to you dogs of war, proving it countless times on the battlefields. We are a highly competitive group, recruiting all types of players, competitive and non-competitive. We work with newer players and older players to get mechs operational. To join or set up a scrimmage with our unit, contact us at www.jade-wolf.com. The pack is hunting. If you have not checked it out yet, check out NGNG TV on YouTube. Phil, what's what's going on with NGNG TV lately? Well, I actually was trying to upload the uh, Twitch event, and I had a uh, basically an audio and a video desync. Uh, someone actually caught it. I didn't catch it right away. And so, yeah, I spent all day yesterday night trying to fix it, and a little bit of today. Meh. I'll just, we'll go on to the next one. Hopefully there won't be another issue. And I'm going to continue doing ride-along videos. The next one up is the Hunchback 4P with the two large lasers and three mediums. Um, and then on to another particular up so there you go awesome and, and plus and we recorded videos i'm gonna do yes. the next one more people want those and we recorded uh some spider action today as well so that'll go up hopefully soon as well spider pig all right Dude, and... don't do that to me again <laughs> i don't um, get what whatever. you guys thought was so awesome about the symphonic version of spider pig i i just i'm sorry i don't get it 
Well, that's that's all right. I forgive you. But it's I like clear. stuff that's funny. That wasn't funny. How is it not funny? It's Hans Zimmer doing Spider Pig. Hans Zimmer. I, I'm sorry. Just don't. It, it, it's like one of those very elaborate jokes. It's so funny. It's so well made. It's so intelligent. And everyone goes, wow, that's funny. But nobody actually laughs at it. Highbrow humor. And I like that kind of stuff. Don't get me wrong. But I was just like, I don't see the excitement on this. <laughs> Are you looking for more members for your Battletech or MechWarrior unit? For your own unit sponsorship or recruitment ad, go to the support NGNG page on our website. Make a unit sponsorship donation of $20 and your ad will be included in the first available show. Now, by the way, um, unit leaders out there, get with me like immediately. February only has, I want to say like five or six slots left. And then we're going to be rolling right into March. So if you don't have a unit um, sponsor ad, make sure you get with me immediately. Thank you. And don't forget about the unit directory. Get listed now. And you can also get a premium spot, which puts you on the front page of our website, which is getting insane traffic right now. So lots and lots of eyes to your unit's website. Do you want to become an NGNG sponsor? Do it now. Do it now. Are you part of a unit participating in the upcoming MechWarrior Online, MechWarrior Living Legends, and MechWarrior 4 Mega Mech, or any other type of Battletech or MechWarrior-related group? Reserve your spot on the No Guts, No Galaxy Outreach TeamSeek 3 server today. Server information is located on our website. Once you log in, contact Sean Lang uh, or Phil, and he will help get you set up. In our international listener list, uh, we just have, it looks like some spots changed, uh, nobody new to the list, so Russia is down one to number five, Singapore is down one to number four, Germany jumps up two spots to number three, and again, Canada at number two, and Australia at number one. Got anything to say, Brennan? What? Lumberjacks history news. Critical Hits, number 13. Now, this was a little bit different than the norm. Um, Phil, what do you think about Enter well, the dragon. Me and me and uh, Short Painter wanted to do something a little bit different. We wanted to sort of gauge the engagement, if you will. Um, we wanted to see if people liked this sort of thing, and apparently, you guys loved this idea. We went with a little bit different um, aesthetics too, and sort of meaning. It wasn't a funny ha ha comic, more so. Yeah, we sort of went with a you know unrealistic sort of kill bill sort of style you know and anyways it was fun it looks cool it looks badass and uh, a lot of people liked it and uh you know let us know if you like that sort of stuff and if you liked the whole being able to vote for the winner which by the way obviously is the axeman and the next comic will feature the winner of that particular fight so if you guys liked it let us know i liked it better than the hand zimmer spider pig (laughs) hey I actually really like the uh, Thunderbolt in the comic. I'd like to see some more of that. Yep, I think it's pretty cool. Uh, different idea and, and fun to roll with something different. So be sure to check out Critical Hits. It's on our website. Community Spotlight this week. Well, the first one, we are going to actually spotlight ourselves. Uh, Phil and myself were actually interviewed today for GameSpot.com. And uh, look for that interview to come out soon. And we'll post it up as soon as we get it for you guys. So it was very, very cool. And our other community spotlight this week is Smurfy Mech Stats. Phil, what is uh, this all about? So for those out there um, that have been using this, it's basically a Mech Lab tool. It's basically the Mech Lab and Mech Warrior Online, but you can use it and save all your, like, and you can save it, share it, give people links. It's basically awesome and 
I think uh, wink wink Garth either PGI should implement something like this like stat or uh, we're on yeah, it Jeez. I know no no you fix this right now right now meow no sleep only code right now but uh I love it um, it's a great way for you to basically mess around the mech lab the, the one thing that again uh, you know a lot of people who may not know hey can I fit Pharaoh can I fit Indo would what would be the benefit like what kind of weight savings like all of this you just we just don't have a tool right now in game and this basically takes that out of the equation and it's awesome and again you can basically save your custom setup share the link and there you have like that's not to like so um smurfy and crew i think there's a team that are doing this if you hear this please get a hold of me man i would love to you know get some insider info from you guys so thank you again for doing that Indeed, and local games this week, uh, we don't have any, but if you have a uh, local tabletop game uh, in your area, or you're looking to start one or get more players or whatever, then we'd love to announce it for you for free. So email us at localgames.nogutsnogalaxy.net with your info, and don't forget to send us your pictures. And finally, funding for this podcast is brought to you by you. This is a listener-supported podcast, and your donations keep us on the air and pay for such things as hosting, TeamSpeak 3 equipment, software prizes, and other projects. Check out our tip jar on the right side of our website, little gray-ish box, um, and you can get podcast unit ads, George Ludo, and maybe Baby Wolf recorded messages as well on our, uh, what's the name of that page again? Support NGNG. NG. Indeed, and that's the news, Phil. Mech of the week, your vote, your choice. <laughs> Hello there, this is Duncan Fisher speaking to you from Outreach Studios. I know the best of the best when it comes to mech warriors on Solaris. And do you know who they talk about when it comes to digging your ass out of the fire when the shit hits the fan? Armed. The Australasian Royal Mechanized Division. These guys have been slugging it out since Gallipoli 1915. Only now they do it with a mech and a heavy gauss rifle. So if you need to call in reinforcements to get the job done, or simply hire someone for some good old-fashioned payback, call on the professional team at ARM. They'll set the odds in your favor. For contracts and recruiting, turn your terminals to www.armed.net.au. That's spelt A-R-M-D And remember, if you need to get even, get armed. And wow, okay, we did something a little bit different this week. Obviously, uh, and I'll get into the comic strip, but we sort of tied in the vote for the winner of the comic strip to the Mech of the Week. That's why we actually didn't have a vote. And uh, so you guys sort of voted. 95 votes blows that out of the water. So I want to see that kind of participation and back and forth between. Like, we had some heated, like, discussions. Like, it was hilarious. It was great. And, of course, you The Lumberjack Mech. Yeah, the Axemen, totally, like, I was a little surprised. I thought the, you know, Draconis Combined, House Corito would, like, step up to the plate. and But no, they, they uh, the Axemen just totally kicked its ass. So we're going to be talking about this uh, particular battle mech. Now, obviously some background uh, information. It is a heavy battle mech, 65 tons. And, man, it, this is the weaponry. This is, like, this is one of those mechs that just does work has an AC-20, three medium lasers, a large pulse laser, 
and then the hatchet now the discussion topics that were going on with this between oh a sword and then they were like well the Hadamotochi doesn't actually have a sword until this particular year so if it had a sword but then the hatchet has like more modifiers then you'd have someone like come along and like totally try to derail it was awesome um have you guys actually used this in the tabletop i actually have ever as a canadian it is law that you have to have an axeman in your squad at all times is it yes it is a national treasure (laughs) <laughs> I haven't used the Axeman, but I have used the Hatchetman, and I've used the Nodach, or the Hatamoto. I, I like the sword for the, I believe it gave you a to hit modifier, which allowed you to, it did a little like little less damage, but it's easier to hit. And I always preferred getting those to hit modifiers, so I definitely liked it, but Axe is nice. And it is a uh, Star League design. Obviously, it does run a XL engine, and it has jump jets. So not only is it going to be, you know, sporting all that weaponry, it's going to jump on your face and wreck your life. Mm, Star League design? I thought it was Banzai. Well, the Star League tech, I should say, sorry. Um, XL and the large poles. Yeah, it was actually designed by uh, Team Banzai following their successful hatchet man. And it was designed to be exclusively a mech killer, which... I thought is interesting because what is all the other mechs? Are they like mech healers? I mean, I think well, they're all there's mech some killers, mechs but... that are anti-infantry. I suppose it's like a tank killer. Yeah, and a notable pilot was actually Adam Steiner. He piloted an Axeman 2N variant at the opening of the clan invasion. Now, again, I have actually never used this, so next time I do play Mega Mech um, or the tabletop, which actually I've had people contact me about that, so. Maybe some news on that in the future, but um, I'm going to actually give this one a whirl and see the difference between possibly a sword and a hatchet, because apparently the hatchet just, it does work. So, um, and with this, uh, I just want to throw this out there, the Battletech animated series, yes, the animated series on TV that we all, well, I grew up with, they actually had this, you know, mech on there that was the the one they did a little bit differently aesthetically you know like instead of autokins you like shot out the um, lasers and stuff it was it was it was great is this podcast going into enhanced vision mode now <laughs> oh, my oh God. wow what a reference oh wow yes so uh you know i have it's... no comment i hate that whole fucking one thing cartoon. that i think is interesting <laughs> about the axe and its development is a lot of times when you know, 3050 came around, you saw the inner sphere mechs being upgraded. Pretty much all the mechs that packed the AC-20 swapped it out for a Gauss rifle. But despite having upgraded materials like the XL engine and the pulse laser, the Axeman specifically does not do that. So it really embraces that close-in, really city fighting, face-to-face, blast them with the AC, smack them with the axe at point-blank range kind of fighting. I thought he was talking about mech porn there for a little bit. Sorry, I, I got lost. Do you want George to Wait, say what he just said in a seductive voice and put some music that. in the background? <laughs> that I'm sorry, was awesome. I wasn't paying any attention whatsoever. What right, did guys. he say? <laughs> and that was a mech of the week. Now, again, next week, what we're going to do is we're going to go back to the normal mech of the week. And the cool thing is now is when you go to the website, there's actually a mech of the week and uh, community questions like tab you can mouse over so you can actually go and see those individually um, so they're not lost if we post multiple pages of stuff and stuff like that. So hopefully you guys appreciate that. And obviously we are working on the website difficulties right now. Uh, 
lot of uh, changes we still have to do behind the scenes to get it uh, fully operational. Now we're going to move on to World According to Garth. Now, welcome again, Garth. I appreciate you taking the time out of your, actually, your night, by the way. Thank you. No worries. Yeah, he's not at work. He's home and spending the time to answer questions for us. So thank you again, man. Um, That is so awesome. I'll just be more sarcastic now. (laughs) (laughs) Awesome. We want the truth, only the truth. All right, so first off, uh, Patch came out. Um, I think everyone's sort of interested in the spider. Do you, is there mm-hmm. anything about <laughs> spider pig spider? What, what's been the overall reception you've seen on the forums and, or maybe even stats? I mean, good, bad, ugly. People, people seem to like using it. I think it's one of those mechs is very niche mech. It's not one of those ones you're going to see four of in somebody's eight V eight kind of thing, but it has a really unique play style. It's like the scout in TF2. I mean, the thing flies all over the damn place, and you can never hit it, and it's annoying. And I, I, I actually like fighting them, even when I lose. I just They're fun to watch. Now, earlier, Phil, Brandon, and myself actually ran three spiders in a, a pug, but uh, we kicked ass. It was quite fun. I mean, we were just zooming all around. We had, of course, the GECM, and um, we annihilated our enemy. I think it was 8-2. to two. I was going to say, for anybody who watched me, um, first off, disclaimer, I'm not a very good light puff. I know that's not an excuse, but holy crap, yesterday in the Twitch event, I have never been in anything that fast or nimble, and it. I'm still not used to how the jump jets work, so, you know, like, I was, I was thinking I was just torso twisted, but in reality, I'd actually turned my legs in the whole direction of my mech, and so when I would land, I'd be like, oh, why am I, whoa, I'm running in the wrong direction, so I got to get used to that, but, um, yeah. One wow. of the things you learn when you're a Jenner pilot that translates over well is if you need to get out of a uh, an area quick, you tap your junk jets and turn 90 degrees, and you just zip off to the side because you land running. It's great. I was going to say, this thing can pretty much almost turn on a dime. It's ridiculous. And uh, you, you can throw in, like, BAP, GCM, Ferrofiber, or Indosteel. I mean, you, you can do so much with it, but really, really fun. So, of course, what else is going on the forums uh, that have you noticed? I mean, overall positive reception to the patch? Seems pretty positive. Um, it didn't have as many, you know, groundbreaking things as other patches have, but I think it was really um, useful as a stepping stone. There's less crashes, less uh, yellow screen for me. Have not had one at all since. Um... You know, I uh, haven't either. Yeah, exactly. Like, little things like that that you don't expect. You're like, wait, I haven't had this happen to me, and I haven't had the black screen or things like that. So it's just a lot of little things that when you look back, you're like, oh, wait, this doesn't happen anymore. So it's really nice you know, to see that. I've been I just thought about it. I actually haven't had any yellow screens, black screens, or crashes in a very long time. That's good to hear. Lucky me. And, of course, you know, um, all the little changes. I know... <laughs> As soon as you guys posted, there's like the unofficial changes. Oh my god, they they messed with heat sinks, and it's right here. Here's our proof, and it was like conspiracy theorists and blah blah blah. Ghost um, changes, ghost patches, they call so, them. So yeah, no. To clarify, there was a change with the heat, but it was in the UI in the Mech Lab. It actually was fixed. So like your mechs were still running the correct heat. It just in the UI is that correct? Yeah, the mech lab had uh, it was doing all heat sinks that were doubles as 1.4. It wasn't accounting for the uh, internal ones, so it just the number said it was lower than it really was. So there you have it. Now, of course, uh, you guys just announced um, 
well, we'll talk about that. I don't want to get ahead of myself. Let's go dive into the community questions and live studio questions because we have a little bit of time and we don't have many community questions. So um, here we go. Just a quick disclaimer, we can't answer all the questions. We answer as many as we can and the ones that are pertinent to what's going on right now. First question is from Squiscar. We haven't heard from him in a long time. Yes, he was uh, away from the computer. And again, uh, I'm glad you're back and safe, buddy. And he says... (laughs) And he asks, uh, well, or states, I know PGI is tracking many various state uh, stats from both servers and players. Is there any ETA on when we may see new content on our personal stats page? Things like, you know, component destruction, average damage per match, total capture assist, etc., and basically said that SOR has a in-house award system that's, you know, basically awards their pilots for doing things like this. And uh, party on Garth, that's what he said. So any, any word <laughs> on the, <laughs> the stats and stuff like that? I don't have a definitive date for you. I know it's, it shouldn't be too long. We're basically done working on it. And all we need to do now is make sure it doesn't look like crap. Uh, I do know end of round is coming soon which is awesome. I've seen it. It looks badass. So I'm happy about it. Awesome. So there you so go. Yeah, sorry, actually... I don't have a specific date there. It's it's very close to being done, though, I think. And I actually like this, too. And eventually, like, I don't know how many games you guys have, but I'm, it's getting to the point that, like, to change anything, like, any one of you, like, your kill-death ratio or anything, like, like, you have to do, like, so many rounds, and it has to be a, on a positive to, like... Because you just get so high, so you really get an average of you know where your stats are. So, yeah. Our next question is from Michael Youngbeck, and this was from Facebook. And Michael asked, "I took the time over the holiday break to get caught up from episode one. Thank you, Michael. That is awesome and crazy. <laughs> yeah. Sorry about the earlier ones. Very very lengthy." He says, you never really introduced BB Wolf. You just threw her out there to the wolves and said, here's a new person. Can you explain who she is, where you found her, and what convinced you that you needed her on the team? And her response, I believe, is... This is straight from BB. This is straight from BB. On the street corner, crying and looking for syringes. She does need help, and we need to help her. Yeah, we never really did. I mean, I don't think we did, like you know, background information on anybody when we introduced them to the show. Um, but, uh, she was definitely a good find and I'll be shopping at that store again. (laughs) All right. So basically, uh, the whole Laura BB Wolf, um, we actually ran into her a long time ago in closed beta. And, uh, actually I think I entered a team speak channel, with about 40 dudes drooling over her doing the... There's a girl. Uh, there's a girl on here. Yeah, it was like that, and then accompanied with she was doing Bitch and Betty, so it was like mech porn. Yeah, for, for me, it was like a week of constantly hearing BB Wolf this, BB Wolf that, and I'm like, who the fuck is BB Wolf? <laughs> yeah, I didn't know. I remember when you guys brought up, I was like, who? I, who? And, uh, and, you know, once I actually sat down, we were like, hey, you know, can we talk? And anyways, you know, she is a huge uh, Battletech MechWarrior fan, very involved with stuff. And uh, Plus, was she like... was kind of the trifecta. She had a great uh, voice for talking. She was extremely knowledgeable about Battletech, which surprised me. And, and... she's highly intelligent, too. I mean, she's like... And that P- was... A, yeah. Which, I think she's... Uh, is it your PhD or... 
yeah, MD, so medical doctor. I mean, like, that's awesome. And so, yeah. And it's great having her on the show. So that's who she is. And of Unfortunately, course, we're not going to let her finish school because we need her for the podcast. So yeah, and we're not going to give that. you her address. Sorry. And but, she's uh, doing all kinds of voiceover stuff and, you know, getting paid for it. And it's crazy. Yeah, and so, George so also. Goodbye you were, medical career. Yeah, I know, huh? And you, George, you were actually um, very uh, much a part of bringing her into the show. You talked to us about her as well. So I did. that is how we found her. That must have been when I was still drinking. Anyway. It's great to have uh, BB around, in my opinion. I concur. And the reason, obviously, we don't have every single host is because there's a lot of us. So we have a schedule. Sometimes they can make it. Sometimes they can't. And, of course, we want to keep the talking over each other to a minimum. So, anyways, it splits it up. And uh, lots of plans in the futures. Again, if uh, you would like a George Ledoux recording and or a bb wolf make sure you check out our website and uh, that information is available so we're going to go ahead and move on to the questions from the live studio audience again i ask that you be respectful of our guests at any point in time if you decide to cross the line i will inform you and you'll be gone keep in mind too he is a uh, community manager so if you ask him a really technical question he probably won't know the answer but he might be able to find it out so uh at this point in time boo you get to pick at random the first question boo who all right, the first question is from, I'm just going to spell your name, Z-B-A-E-R, and you can tell us how that's Z-bar. pronounced. Z-Bar. Go Z-Bar? ahead and unmute oh, your yeah. mic. Hey, buddy, what's your question? And how do you pronounce that? It's Z-Bear. 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 Z-Bears. I was wondering if we will ever see MechWarrior 1, 2, 3, or even 4 on a website like goodoldgames.com. I have no idea. We don't actually own them we license the uh license essentially so i actually have no idea it's a good question though I've i would been, imagine uh... never but it depends on what microsoft does you can get mech commander gold and mech commander 2 for free and it's actually legit so i know that's that's true but doesn't good old games usually like you know clean these up and spiff up their code a bit so that they work with modern machines one would assume Wouldn't that'd be nice yeah, yeah. No, I think they do. I think it's one of those yeah, things. Yeah, well. But good question, Z-Bear, and uh, appreciate it. I've been wanting to play uh, MW4 a lot recently. Just get in there and play. I might do some uh, stuff for NGNG TV. Speaking All of right. those uh, those games, Phil, you were doing a Mech Warrior, or excuse me, not like a Mech Commander series on YouTube. Is that ongoing? Yes, I am still doing it, obviously, with all the holidays and some of the other stuff I've been kicking off. It's just, it's one of those things that's on my to-do list, and I'll do it as soon as I can. I would highly recommend you guys check out the YouTube channel to watch his Mech Commander video. It is they fun cool, and insightful, huh? and I cannot wait for him to play the rest of the game, and you should probably actually, plug that channel right now. The next uh, mission is actually quite fun. It's the one where you have to save the farm. And I use the mine layer, and I, like, I go crazy. So just earmuffs, if you don't want to hear, earmuffs, earmuffs. All right, mine layer, yes, just wait. It's it's great. Um, I know I've done it one time where I never actually fired any rounds from my mechs. It was all mine layer, (laughs) so it was great. Thank you for the question, Z-Bear. Boo, who's next? Plug Uh, the channel. uh, Phil, plug the channel. Uh, Garth. Do you really have a question? I do have a question. All right. Your mic is already unmuted. Ask away. 
Wait, 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 wait. Garth, are you going to ask yourself a question? Yes, this is going to be yes. interesting. It's going to be like the conversation between the two sides of Gollum. Oh, this ought to be good. All right, here we go. Uh, hey, Garth, I really hate ECM, and I think it should go away. What are you guys doing to get rid of ECM? <laughs> Thanks for asking that question, Garth. What we're currently doing is testing various ways to make it less effective than it currently is, while still letting it stay effective as an item. The way we're going about this is testing various things, like maybe it should, you know, be half the distance. Maybe BAP should work on it, and that kind of thing. It's taking longer than we'd like, simply because we're still getting information from people who are playing, and we want to make sure that once we're done with it, it's viable, it's not overpowered, and we never have to touch it again. So in the end, everyone wins, and people who hate ECM don't have as much of a deal about it, people who love it will still use it, and uh, in the end, everybody wins. Well, thank Garth, you, Garth. And that Garth. was a yeah. That was a great question and uh, and a great answer. Yeah, Garth, I'd like to say thank you for that answer too. <laughs> and thanks, Garth, <laughs> for the question. Yeah, and there, there's been a ton of talk uh, actually on the forums. Uh, it was funny. It's, again, it just comes down to the mentality, like uh, just patience, guys. Like it, it's not the end of the world. The Mayan calendar wasn't correct. ECM, they're looking at, they've said they've looked at it, but of course, you know, of course, you know, PGI doesn't look at the forums, and of course, you know, Paul pipes in and says, yes, we do, we just don't have the time of the day to answer every single thing, and, you know, blah, 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 and so does Garth. So there you have it. They actually do listen, and they but actually do But my questions read. are important. I am entitled. They are important, and they should be read, but it's just, there are people on the forums that create trouble just to create trouble. Like, and we see him. Stop. They, they troll to troll, so. I don't it believe is you. what it is. Thank you for the question, Garth. Boo, who's next? Zomboid. Welcome back, Zomboid. Time for some of that Aussie accent. How are you, guys? Hey, buddy. Hello. I'd just like to, before I start, say thanks for the work you guys are doing, Garth, and I'm really enjoying the game. But good, thanks. One thing I'd like to, I've been wondering about is the current map releases, there's only a, a few maps they're becoming very repetitive and um, wondering if you guys had thought of any solutions for faster release like opening up um, the map editors to the community and getting the community to um, offer um, put some input and some maps for forward to PGI to see if they can be incorporated into the game which would take some load off um, your map developers and put a massive influx of content into the game we are considering it using community content. Uh, there's a lot of iffy things on how we go about it. It's not quite as simple as, hey guys, give us your maps and we'll use them. You have to do a lot of legal things and so on ahead of time. It's something we do want to do. I don't know um, at what point we will be able to. Personally, I would like it. I think it's a great thing. And frankly, most of my favorite TF2 maps are community made anyway. So I'm really uh, in on that. Um, so yeah, it's something we want to do, but I'm not sure we will be able to do. I was going to say, um, the Living Legends uh, team had a community, a ton of mappers. And I will say, a lot of people, they're like, oh yeah, I want to create a map, I want to create a level. They don't realize the complexity that goes in, um, and then that would also require uh, PGI having access to, or giving access from assets to the players as well. And so, yeah, it's... I want to say I would like it, but then I also I've talked to some of the official mappers over there, and they basically said 
yeah, there's a lot of maps being pushed out, but there's a lot of broken maps as well. And of course, I think it'd be cool to where if you had like a community uh, and some community leaders that were in charge of like uh, QA on, you know, map testing and stuff to make sure, hey, you know, this is legit and it goes through a quality, you know, assurance thing. Um, I think that would be a really cool thing for a community, but uh, I don't think we'll see that yeah. anytime soon. Also, I've, maps will come up more frequently now. The, the more we get into yeah, we have Alpine and, and Desert, faster. right? Yeah, I played Alpine today. Holy crap, it's big. I'm not allowed to say a scale because then I'm giving everything away. But my God, it is so huge. Somebody took like the slowest mech possible. Like they had some Atlas with like 40 kilometers, and it, I think it took them half the match to get to combat it was so funny <laughs> um i'd also i've said this before but uh, i'm going to repeat myself as far as the maps go um, zomboid first of all i totally agree with you um you know what's better than mwo with five maps mwo with 15 maps 20 or whatever but um like i've said before like world of tanks i played that for a lot back in the day not as much lately but i remember back when it had like 20 something maps and we were all feeling exactly as we do now with the number of maps in mwo which is come on we need more maps we see the same maps over and now it's something like 30 something maps or maybe even closer to 40 i don't know and it still feels the same that you get the same over you know over and over again i think uh it's gonna be nice having the two new maps coming soon and then you know uh, hopefully that just it's a steady schedule and we keep being satisfied with new content a very good question all right uh boo who do we got next belric come on down this is uh your friend brandon that is correct i i'll say my friend too i've played with him in uh daisy and i i will i guess go out and do a quick plug in here um belric are you enjoying the new computer oh yeah it, it's it's beautiful it doesn't, you know, and um, I don't really have a valid criticism of it. I can't think of much that's wrong about it. It runs wonderfully, and it was very straightforward getting it, and your help putting it together was also beautiful. It was, it was reminiscent of some kind of children's show, like carrying you around as sort of the voice over the internet on the computer to just <laughs> Skype you and move you up close and take you around the house like, oh, is this the right part? So it was all great. <laughs> I, I used Skype to help him uh, troubleshoot. Uh, I had helped him pick out the parts and everything, but he lives in Canada, so I wasn't going to build it because it would just cost too much. And uh, I used Skype to help uh, troubleshoot. But anyways, all right. So computers call. by Phil. Make sure you contact him if you want him to build a computer for you. He does awesome work. So I guess my question is, um, with regards to the Spider, now that we have a Mac that is really, truly a jump-dedicated Mac, um, it, compared to the table tabletop playing the tabletop you know the nature of the turn-based game you use your jump jets you get your heat but you sort of zip around instantly and can change levels and so i just sort of wonder if jump jets are fully implemented in the way they are, will are they already fully implemented or is there some consideration at looking at how they work in the future potentially playing with speeds and angles and different velocities lord no they are not complete we are working on fixing them up right now they are not intended to work like this believe me beautiful they are under strength to put it mildly yeah i was gonna say like uh especially with the recent one uh recent patch to him um i was like uh uh like i barely even in the spider with uh seven jump jets i like would barely clear the ship and i was like I feel like when you hit the pedals, like it should be like in the Battletech novels where like it slams you down and you're like 
yeah, you know, like this huge, I mean, imagine the thrust to push 20 tons off the ground, let alone, uh, you know, depending on, you know, 100 tons. I mean, it would just be, yeah. Imagine the thrust and the push. One thing I did like was the inclusion of damage for landing with a hard landing. I thought that was a nice touch, and I hope that stays. I love seeing people die that way. I, I know it's cruel, but I just I cannot stop laughing. Let me jump 180 meters in the air and then not feather my jump jets, and my hips and f- now become my shoulders. I got it, I got it. <laughs> For the live studio audience, unit, unit, cockpit. Whoa, what was that? Uh, Phil, so should we do one more? We'll do one more question, Boo. Who Uno Moss, Boo, who's next? Bouncing. Bounce on up. Come on down. Go away. Come back again. It's like a dance. Must be a Canadian thing. Anyway. Bouncing, go ahead and unmute. I have a question about uh, lock missiles and streaks, LRMs. Cool. What's the question? Uh, I was wondering if that is fully implemented or if you're going to try to have, if you're going to change that anyway. Uh, we waffle back and forth in testing. We, um, if, if I don't know how many of you were there for the uh, old LRMs that would basically hit you in the head no matter where they were fired from. Uh, we were like, yeah, downward angle would be great. It goes over cover, and that's fantastic. And then we were like, whoops, no, not so good. So then we went a much lesser angle, and that didn't work either. Now we're somewhere in the middle, and we're, t- we're tweaking it all the time. But we really want to get more testing in before we just change it again and uh also we want to work on ecm to make sure that everything is working together well um to be clear though it it is still being worked on i don't know what will change so yeah i was gonna say for closed beta when lrms remember when artemis first came out and everyone was like oh my god lrms are op that's how lrms used to be all the freaking time like you'd be like running around you'd be behind uh, be behind one of those 10-story buildings on Frozen City, and boom, you just got headshotted by LRMs coming over the top. Like, it was just uh, just so frustrating, so I'm so glad they're not like that anymore. And head uh, damage from them wasn't like now, where it's reduced. It took full damage, so pretty much that meant you were dead. Like, I full, miss... full sprint in your hunchback or catapult or atlas, it didn't, it didn't, didn't matter. Just I miss the dead. days of being able to headshot the atlases easy. Damn atlases. No, yeah, we're go. actually looking into uh, head hitboxes too because uh, we want to make sure they're all good because I think we can all agree that some of them make more sense than others. So yeah, we're looking at that as well. Nice. Good question. Cool. Bouncing. Yep, good question bouncing. Thank you, Thank you uh, everybody in the live studio audience. If you didn't get your an- question answered uh, this time, be tuned in next week and we'll try and get you on. And of course, we will have a community questions and a mech vote next week, so pay attention for that. So moving on to MechWare Online news, we've got a new hero mech, which I know some of you, including Brandon, you, is so excited about. Brandon, do you want to talk about this release, considering you're that guy? The Death uh, Snail. Since I'm that guy, um, basically just uh, take my money. I'm buying like 12 of them. Um, nice. New Commando hero mech. Uh, comes out on January 22nd. It's going basically the only thing we know right now from the news post is that it has 176 points of armor and four medium lasers. And its name? Uh, Death Snail. The Death Snail? Death Snail. <laughs> no, it's, it's definitely it's the death, Snail. It's it's Death Smell. 
The smell of death. Yes, that's what we need more of in MWO. Especially when I pilot it. Well, it was funny because when you guys released this, there was a few people who were like, really, the Commando, you're going to do a light mech as a hero mech? And I'm like, well, why not? I mean, there's people out there that just like light mechs. I mean, why wouldn't you throw them a hero mech? Like, the thing that's, why not? So, anyways, so that's that. Obviously, uh, you mentioned January 22nd. Patch notes went up, uh, obviously, three new spiders, new modules, and new skin. Uh, have you guys checked out the Wildland camo? I don't know about you, but it's badass. I love it. I love it. I love it. I love it. Yeah, I uh, actually, that's what I got for my spider. And uh, I put a black and red, kind of like a Black Widow camo on it. It looks cool. So what modules came out? A whole bunch. A lot of modules. I think uh, Garth might be able to confirm this, but I believe these are the first showing of the rank two modules. Yeah, there you have it. Very Check modular. We'll be covering some of those, I'm sure, in some videos. Yeah, yeah. And of course, we've got the joystick uh, link, and it talks about well. And I think we were going to be sort of pimping this out, but it came. I, I was surprised it came out, but uh, two times the XP this weekend, starting on the 18th which is Friday, going through all the way till January 21st, the Monday. So it's basically an all XP bonuses stack. So if you're a Founders, that stacks. If you're a Premium account, that stacks. I mean, all of them. Hero Mech stacks. Stacks. So as, Time to work uh, the pilot tree, man. Well, Swigar says, stock up on Mountain Dew and Doritos. <laughs> they said um, priorities. Yeah, wait, wait, you know, don't forget pizza. So, actually, that being said, um, Twitch events. Uh, we mentioned this yesterday during the Twitch event. Um, myself uh, and possibly Darren, depending on his time, but myself and Garth will be doing four Twitch events a week, starting, uh, obviously, started yesterday. We'll be doing a Twitch event tomorrow and Friday. Now, we'll actually release a schedule so you guys know what time and dates but i will tell you one of the days friday will be focused around the u.s time zone so we will be starting at 9 p.m eastern going till 11 p.m this is we to are sort of going hit. to be twitching all week no drugs involved u.s time zone i hope you guys like it um and of course the other three days will be sort of during the day and stuff like that so yeah you don't need to sleep on friday it's overrated so be there it'll be fun Oh, I got right. asked this a bit. I thought I would uh, just say it now. Uh, it does stack all of the bonuses. So the the um, premium bonus does stack with the 100. There you go. Command share links. We've got uh, AKA the stalker himself, Brandon, was watching. And uh, Paul linked the talking about machine guns and flamers and critical fixes. There's been a lot of it. Um, I don't know. I've seen a lot of threads that are, have basically said that's not going to fix machine guns and flamers. And I, you know, to me, I don't know. I just feel like there's too much emphasis being put on machine guns and flamers. Like, okay, I mean, let's be real. The the main reason machine guns and flamers are in battle mechs for the first place is the tabletop, right? It's because they're really effective against infantry, light armored vehicles, and stuff like that. They get a great modifier, right? It's really hard to translate them into just mech-on-mech combat, and this is where I guess, you know, any of you guys can comment. I just feel like this whole, like, oh my god, fix our machine guns and fix the flamers, it... Is it really that important? I mean, like... Yes, you have to put DACA on everything. And the more you have, the better mech warrior you are. 
I think both I, of those weapons are fun, and they add some more versatility to the you know the entire loadout option. So, um, if they're, I don't think they're as important as if the PPCs or LRMs were broken or whatever. But um, I still think it's more variety, and that's kind of part of what Mech Warrior is about. I agree, it's totally tabletop, it's totally infantry, but um, I think they can work it in to fit in this game as well. I think just having any broken weapon system, I mean, they should be shooting higher than that. If there's a problem with machine guns and flamers, there's no reason not to take a look at them. In particular, the flamer, I think there's a lot of room for some really creative solutions to that issue. It's such well, an iconic saying, weapon. I'm not saying you don't look at them, but what I'm saying is, like, the amount of, like, responsive... Um, I saw literally threads of, Paul, your your machine gun and flamer is total bullshit, you know, and, like, this, it's not going to work, and blah, 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 and you're just like... You know, really? Like, I, I, it, I well, don't know. Well, sort as, of... as Aegis says in our uh, audience here, machine guns really are for cutting down trees eventually, so. Ooh. <laughs> well, you know, they, I like the idea of them critting and stuff like that. I, I think it at least adds, and again, uh, at least they didn't, like, take machine guns and flamers out. At least they're trying to make them into it, but, you know, you don't want them to be spammed as well and have all that fun craziness. Because you know people do it. Finding a uh, role for them rather than just having them sit there and no one taking them. It's for creating a specific role for them, looking at how that role performs, and then implementing it. Well, yeah, I don't know that critiquing is necessarily the way to go on it. I'm not totally sold on that idea. Well, should it just be uh, again? I don't think it should just be DPS. You don't just say, okay, well the damage, the weapon doesn't work. Let's just throw DPS at it. Yes, it does need to be increased, but I feel like again you have to look at its role and the effect of like give it a special like ability like it's a crit seeker and stuff like that at, at least it gives it an extra you know, I, yeah boost i mean somewhere. i think the machine guns should have a boost to internal damage that's kind of just always made sense to me but i'm sure it'll work out yeah there's two parts to this to be clear one we don't want them to not have a use like we never go this weapon sucked in the tabletop or whatever so we'll just make it shit or this is for infantry so it'll be garbage against mechs we've that's never been the goal it's just to play uh, sort of the evil dev here, to be honest, the idea that all weapons will be equally viable is not realistic. That said, we want every single possible weapon that is in the game to be as good as it possibly can and as balanced as it possibly can be. So what we did is we're looking at it and going, well, we could make it do similar damage to other weapons, but why would you use it? Well, you have a lot of hard points for it. Okay, how can we make it different, though? And that's where the crit-seeking thing came along. To be clear, no one's leaving the damage as it is and saying, we gave it crit-seeking, it's good now, right? Like, that's totally not happening. It's a mixture of upping the damage, um, giving it crit-seeking, that kind of thing. It's it's not like we're just abandoning it and saying, yeah, now it does crit damage, isn't that great? What about some other features? Like, maybe it's the only projectile that comes with built-in ammunition or something like that, so it doesn't actually take as much tonnage as it does now. Yeah, I mean, we throw things around like that. The one thing with things like that, though, is it's often a code problem where we'd have to put that ability in. And timing-wise, that's not always the best solution, so we're like, what else could we do? But yeah, we do. We at least look at things like that and say, does that help? To be honest, that doesn't actually help even in our current state, because a half-ton or a ton and a half, it's still not doing enough damage, so the reality is it has to do more and it has to have a use. So the current idea is it's a backup weapon for when armor is stripped. That said, it's not going to be 
every 10 seconds you might kill a component. So yes, it will be a mixture of damage and crit seeking. There you have it. I know a lot of people wanted to talk about those, so we gave it a little bit of extra time on tonight's podcast because I feel like it was it was something that a lot of people, again, have wanted and uh, discussed in length. We also had Matthew Craig on the command share uh, netcode update. I'm not going to spend a whole lot of time on this. The main reason is it's like the amount of like, look, I'm just like you guys. I realize it's really, really frustrating to go up against a particular mechs like a Raven 3L and uh, that particular person has uh, netcode issues or, you know, hit detection, stuff like that. But they're working on it. I really, like, we can talk and we can just, you know, go on and on and on, but they just post it up. And obviously you can read it that basically they're looking at, uh, like, sort of delivering in stages. And this one, actually, they just did one. I've actually noticed that it's improved a little bit, but it's something that they're just going to keep keep working on. So, yeah, I mean, Garth, do you have anything to add to that? It's that magic word, patience, again. Yeah, actually, the funny thing is I've told people this, and they might not believe me or not, but do you know who hates the lag shield and lag more than anyone who plays this game? Us. Do you know, like, these guys are sitting there, 1130 at night, literally hair in their fists trying to figure out how to fix this or what to do or how we can at least alleviate it, which is actually why that change happened recently where now you don't lead as much, you probably noticed. Basically, these guys are there constantly trying to fix this, and when it doesn't work, they're more angry than you are, believe me. So, I mean, they're on it, and it'll get fixed eventually. It's just, it's not so much patience as suddenly someone will have a eureka moment and boom it'll be fixed and it'll I think be have, awesome i think we have a solution in the audience an arctic wolf says solution transport packets from the future to the past <laughs> okay we'll there make a pact it. right now when we invent <laughs> time travel send the code back all right bring it on a flash drive you have to do this all right guys and of course that's it for mechware online and this week's news Moving on to MechWarrior Tactics again, Founders Program. Give them your support. Go out there. I actually know a ton of uh, ACES members did it. Uh, make sure you give them some love. Help this project out. Again, if you, I guess I'm putting my name out on the line. I think you'll thoroughly enjoy it because I have. So, yeah. Yeah, I mean, me too. I, it's, it's an awesome game. And uh, if you want to play Phil and myself, we will accept games from random people. So get on there. Now, and with that, if you're a Battletech or Mega Mech fan, yes, there are some differences and nuances here or there. But again, the level of customization, the the UI, the functionality, it's it's improving each time. And uh, I'm really excited where this can go. I'm really excited to see, you know, bigger battles. And obviously, they can't really answer any of that uh, because they're still working on the core game. So now battletech the board game had some updates some technical readout updates um what we've been doing is we've been posting some of these up on our facebook and our website as well to get you guys info uh so if any of you guys are interested check those out and we are sorry that randall bill's gonna be on here randall if you're listening uh get better i'm sorry your wife had to go through it and now you darren knows how you feel um so We'll have you on. Uh, I think he said possibly next week if schedule allows, and if not, we'll schedule him for another day. Mech Warrior Tactical Command. Um, I don't know if anybody noticed this, but Edmund, the uh, the the main guy over at Tactical Command, actually posted on our website and said, "Phil, give me your address, and I will send you an iPad to play our game." So. I took him up on that, and basically Persona Studios is sending me an iPad 2 with the game, 
to play and to give an honest review of it. So there you have it. I will give you guys what I think of the game. So uh, I'll let you know when I get the iPad and uh, we'll go from there. They're not giving me an iPad. I wish, unless like there's a note saying, "Hey, Phil, you know, here you go, buddy." That would um, be payola. I'm still gonna, I'm still gonna give you an honest review. So it is what it is. Wait, wait a minute. Did, uh, I'm sorry, Phil. Didn't you just say they're sending you an iPad too? Yes. To, it? it's not to have though. It's I gotta give on it loan. Yeah. Oh, they what? want you to iPad send it too. back. I didn't oh. get it. What are you talking about? <laughs> so uh, they've been really cool. Uh, again, uh, thank you again, uh, Edmund, for getting in touch with us. And uh, yeah. All right, this next one's a big one. The forums have dun, been dun, asunder, dun. a fire, a breakdown. No, actually, um, MechWarrior Living Legends 0.7 patch came out today. Ton of shit, by the way. Um, if you're following that particular mod, um, I thoroughly, thoroughly loved it for years. It's a good way for me to get back into the MechWarrior scene and get ready for MWO once it was announced as well. It's how we met. It's how we met. I thoroughly enjoy the company of a lot of the the devs over there on that team there's a lot of talent but uh they said a final goodbye today um they are actually closing down uh, they are no longer allowed to work on the project now there's been some conspiracy theories and stuff going around uh, as far as what that post says it basically says that the ip the ip owners and the rights uh at the time you know when it switched over that basically they're licensed in a transfer over as well and so the original owners um had to basically say you know no more development so hey can i chime in here just for a sec i just want to put on the record we didn't close them down uh that's not the way this worked i actually found out when people accused me of personally going over there and closing them down we didn't Corona had absolutely nothing to do with it, so we were as caught off guard as you guys. Which is basically what Russ said too. And you know, I mean, it's the bottom line is when they got involved in this, it uh, well, you know, it, it was a mod. This way, let's look at what they they've done. Where it was going to go? Oh, let's not even worry about that. Let's look at what they've done. Like, which was a yeah, lot, amazing. Like, stuff. holy shit, a lot. Yeah, they won mod of the year. They've had best mention for how many years? Uh, they've basically been able to create a battle tech experience that no one has been able to do before combined arms uh huge maps i mean uh elementals mechs armor vtols aerospace you name it they've been able to do it and the craziest thing is too is when they started they were all told no one would be able to do this that they weren't going to be able to do that and so i just want to give a quick shout out to the mechware living legends team thank you guys uh, you know yeah i was a part of it but the amount of work that you guys did and have done and you know is awesome so don't let that go past you with whatever you know you take out of this message but the bottom line is they are part of mech warrior history now and they were an incredible segue from mech warrior 4 to waiting for mech warrior online it allowed us to play a up-to-date uh mech warrior game and i'm gonna go out out so much fun and say because of their actions we have mech warrior online I mean, I'm gonna. In a way, you know, yeah, it, it yeah. really kept the IP alive because people were so, suddenly like, "Mech Warrior, what the heck is an O?" So, so a toast to Mech Warrior Living Legends Unit Unit. Here, here. Actually, I remember I got I got Greg into it as well. Actually, I got most of our unit into it, so that now they're all playing MWO as well. So, Living Legends was cool. I, I never 
really got to do the like the Mech Warrior IP, that whole experience from anything but a mech, except for like one mission in one of the Mech Warrior games. So being able to roll around in a tank with lots of rotary auto cannons was hilarious, and I loved it. Yeah, uh, definitely fun. And of course, you can still download and play. They're just no longer able to continue development. It, it looks was definitely like, so. a very unique experience uh, for at least the Mech Warrior and BattleTech IP, being the combined arms and everything. And I gotta say, I was uh, it was really great. My my uh, take on Mech Warrior Living Legends is that I got to play Duncan Fisher again, which is like one of my all time favorite you know characters I've done in a game. So it was great that they were interested in me and that we worked out you know deal and stuff so it was great and i really enjoyed it and i guess a lot of people did too i know phil has commented so uh, yeah that was before we knew you george and i remember when they announced that uh they were bringing you into the game i was so happy because of course i loved it from mw4 and the lines that you recorded were hilarious they did a good job at writing god dang it duncan fisher like you would give away my mac and i would be like Sunbooty, he'd be like, oh, there's a nice Timby, or, you know, and I'd be like, really, really, Duncan? Yep, the Mad Kitty is in the house. Mm-hmm. Anyways, so anyways, thank you again, Living Legends. You did an awesome job, and hopefully this would be a great way for you guys to uh, seek other pod teams indoor employment, so good luck to you. I'll introduce this next part. Uh, we're going to get a little something special from our friend George Ledoux. George, what is it that you are going to read to us tonight? Okay, well, guys, uh, this is not not all that prepared, but basically I have this uh, short story that someone wrote. Uh, his name's Cody Willett. He actually writes for um, Classic Battletech or something. Mm-hmm. One of those sites. Anyway, uh, it's called Six Shots at Valhalla. Now, this is only going to be the first very small beginning of the story, but I really like it because it's basically set right after the clan invasion, but on Solaris, and it is uh, a scenario where Duncan Fisher gets introduced to the whole uh, canon. So, Awesome. Well, then uh, let's all relax and listen to the magic voice of George. <laughs> Again, I have not practiced this, guys. This isn't going to be any kind of uh, all studio cut and paste. It's just me. So if I make a mistake, well, just bear with it. Okay. Here is Six Shots at Valhalla by Cody Willett, a.k.a. Pop-Tart Ninja. And we're live. Good evening, fight fans. A swarthy man with a vibrant baritone said immediately as he smiled warmly at the hollow cameras, I'm Cal Yeager. And joining me this evening is the current champion of the medium-weight solo circuit, Duncan Fisher. Tipping his head, the young pilot offered a friendly grin. Pleasure to be here tonight, Cal. This is shaping up to be quite a fight. Quite a fight indeed. It's the last regular fight of the season here at the factory, and the folks here in Montenegro have gone all out for this dust-up. Before we talk about that, what do you think of the competition this evening, Duncan? Well, House Steiner's Overlord stables are favored to win. They've got the funding, the skill, and this year, the equipment to pull off a major upset. Zurich Axie's been absolutely devastating this circuit this season, and the Silver Dragon Stables almost had to pull out of tonight's qualifiers after he took apart Bakemono Yi last week. That fight could cost him tonight, though. It can't be easy finding parts for an Axeman here on Solaris. Now, you're certainly right. For those of you tuning in the first time this season, 
Well, you may want to pick up some of the ROMs for Surge's fights. The Axeman's a new Lyran design. So hush-hush, it's only ever been deployed against the clans. Surge surprised Solaris by fielding one this season, and none of his opponents really seem to know how to cope with that monster. Well, if anyone can, Duncan cut in with a grin, it's Colonel Isadora Alvarez of the 18th Merrick Militia, here on special leave to represent House Merrick's Bromley Stables in the semifinals. It's rare to get someone with real military experience here on the game world, and I'd be interested to see how she does. I'll be interested as well, Cal replied with a grin. The 18th reputation isn't exactly stellar, but Colonel Alvarez is fighting for the pride of House Merrick in their home stadium so she's bound to be a crowd favorite. Well, she better watch out for Antonin Cesar of Tandrick Stables, Duncan countered. I've bumped into him more than once during my time on the medium circuit, and he's no pushover. Things have been tense here with so many of Cesar's fans in the audience. Take care on the way home, folks. Liao Nationals aren't exactly welcome in Montenegro right now. Cesar's a total pro, it's true, Cal replied, but he's got to be feeling the pressure. Taking a Centurion up against a group of heavies? He's going to have to play smart. The odds aren't exactly in his favor tonight. The bookies still rank him higher than Silver Dragon's Ken Hockeman's Cal. Still, with pros like Charles Boynton and Nagak Bin on the field, a last-minute replacement like Ken is going to have his work cut out for him. Neither of them has stepped outside the box for this fight. They're gearing up to slug it out with the other competitors, and both are well-equipped to do it. I wouldn't give Ken's catapult good odds in the arena either. The cat's a great mech, but it's much better suited to the Steiner Coliseum or the jungle. Cal turned, flashing his million Seabill smile. Well, the factory is all about give and take, and tonight's no exception. What is exceptional are the amended arena rules. The folks here at the factory really know how to shake things up and they've added a decidedly Merrick flair to an already tense matchup. Shakeups are definitely interesting, but they can be really hard on the pilots on the field. I hear they've set up a team duel, rather than the typical free-for-all. How's that going to work, Cal? Well, in homage to the last Merrick Civil War, every pilot's been divided into two teams, but they have no idea which team they've been assigned until the starting bell, and every 30 seconds, or any time one of the competitors is defeated, the teams will be randomized. Duncan grinned. Oh, that's going to be rough, Cal. It's hard enough to fight alongside people you've never met, but never knowing whether they'll suddenly have a free and clear shot at your back in a match this important? I'm not sure we can expect to see a lot of teamwork tonight, Cal. Well, that's Solaris for you. It's all about seizing opportunities as presented. Speaking of opportunities... Tonight's broadcast is sponsored by Quick Sell Company. Because if you could afford better, you wouldn't be shopping with us. Well, you've told us what you think of the competition. What do you think of their starting locations, Duncan? Duncan Fisher offered a grin, then called up a map of the factory proper. Well, the combatants have been divided based on their odds. You can see on the top level, the guillotine and axemen are squaring off. I'm not sure what to make of that axeman. I hear it's based on captured clan technology, but give me a good old-fashioned guillotine any day. From what I've been told, Cal cut in, it's an experimental design sent to Solaris a year ago for heavy combat testing. You know, the folks at Defiance Industries have to regret gifting it to the Overlord stables this season. 
with Sky Secession and the loss of their Defiance Industry sponsorship, it can't be easy for Overlord to keep that monster maintained. Well, you gotta keep your sponsors happy if you wanna play in the big leagues, Duncan agreed. Still, it would have been a huge blow to Steiner morale to lose Overlord stables to Sky like they lost the Fighting Tigers. The Sky Tigers now. Anyway, on the second level, we have a classic matchup. Thunderbolt versus Marauder. I'm surprised at the fight coordinator's choices here. The Sky and new Sirtis fighters have no rivalries. They may bypass each other in favor of hitting the Steiners and Capellans, respectively. You know, that Nagak Bin has to want a shot at Philippe Capret. A win for the Duchy in the finals would be a huge blow to the Davian morale. At the bottom level, Duncan continued, you've got the lightweights, the Catapult and the Centurion. That's an interesting match. They could lurk down there and play conservatively. Let the big boys fight it out while they snipe at each other. Or they could decide to head upwards and try for a surprise attack. Oh, wait, Cal cut in. I've just seen the first team assignments. Let me pull that up on the Holostrator. End of part one. And there you go. That's your reading for tonight. Awesome, George. Yeah, that was uh, incredible writing. And of course, great reading. We appreciate you doing that. That was awesome, dude. Yeah, thanks. I enjoyed reading that. I've been wanting to read it for a while, but I've just been so busy with with work. And I love the story, and it gets it gets really good. Believe me, it's, it's some great stuff in there. Well, that is... So where can uh, people get that if they want to read the whole story? They can't. Oh. oh more exclusive. to come. Awesome. Thank you again, George, for doing that. Uh, appreciate it. Thanks for letting me do that, guys. All right, on Facebook, we are up to 2,345 likes. We're up 137 from last week, uh, actually a few more. Again, if you haven't gave us a like on Facebook, uh, do so. It's a great way for us to actually post info and you get it like immediately. It's one of the biggest benefits to that social media. If you don't like Facebook, I totally understand. Go to our website, register. The reason why you have to register, well, one, it's easy. And two, then you'll be able to comment on the, you know, Mech of the Week and questions, stuff like that. And you'll be able to vote. So uh, just keep that in mind. And you can always check us out on Twitter and our YouTube channel, No Guts, No Galaxy. And the YouTube one is No Guts, No Galaxy TV. Of course, thank you to everyone, our community, our staff members for, for supporting us. Thank you again for the live studio audience for coming out and taking the time out of your nights. And Garth, I want to say thank you again for taking the time out of your freaking free time, dude. Seriously, so. dude. Thank you, man. No worries, guys. I love it. <laughs> You're so. a masochist, dude, but we love you. So again, uh, tomorrow we'll be posting up uh, Twitch event times, so check those out on our website. And uh, I'm sure uh, Garth will be doing the same thing on his end. And we'll get you all that information so you can catch us. Uh, and uh, yeah, thank you again. And thank you to the following Mech Warriors for their donations to NGNG. Andrew, or that's our friend Strudel, David, Conrad, Curtis, Anthony, and anyone I missed. We appreciate you, man. And this was your local No Guts, No Galaxy Mech Warrior podcast. We hope you enjoyed tonight's show. This was Phil. This is Darren. This is Brandon, also known as Catrick Hell. This is Alexa, also known as Greg. And this is George. You know who I am. Until next time, Mech Warriors. It'd be best if you avoid me. But I know you probably can't. You sense something is wrong with me. You can feel it on my skin. But there is more with it. Maybe I can be closer now. 
you probably thought it was normal Just a little off The truth is at one time I was But now I'm a robot Forever 